to episode 24 of It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere. I'm Alexandra Wyman. And I'm Anna Gazzetti. And we are the Russian sisters. Oh, yes, we are. We are, we are. How are you? Uh, what was I singing in Costco the other day? The Youth of a Nation. Remember that mm. song? We are, we are. So every yeah. time I hear we are, I have to follow it with the Youth of a Nation. And you wonder where you get that singing. Your mother did that to me earlier. Mm-hmm. She, I said, we have to go for a ride in the car. And so she had to sing a song about riding in the car. That is funny. <laughs> she likes to tell the story of how when I was three, I started playing piano. And my then piano teacher um, said that she thought that I was born with a song in my heart. <laughs> oh, you do. Look at you. Which, now, every time someone says something and I sing a song in my head, I think about that. <laughs> Well, it's very apropos. Thank you. We are, we yeah. are the Russian sisters and we are so grateful for your, you joining us for another episode Absolutely. today. Absolutely, Yeah. We just um, checked our stats again because we like to on occasion and I don't know, know what they mean, but it all sounds either, good. Really? Um, but you know, we've said this before that when we started this, we're like, we'll just do it for ourselves and it's fun. And if anyone finds something useful, then that'll be awesome. <laughs> useful. And, now we have three thousand dollars. I thought you said youthful. Youthful. <laughs> if anyone finds <laughs> anything youthful, youthful. No, like youthful, like <laughs> age-wise. Not that I have a lisp. Thanks. <laughs> well, oh boy, um, we're off to a yeah. great start already. I know. And last episode, we said that we were going to do a better job already. And oh that's my gosh, tanking. I'm so sorry it for the could last be, episode. It could be because today I'm actually toasting with wine. Oh well, that's good, <laughs> right? Yeah. The last, I don't know how many months I've been toasting with water or fizz or tea. Well, I don't know if that can really, you know, give an excuse for, I mean, the last episode wasn't horrible. It was, I just felt bad. I felt like that was an external expression of my internal complex. (laughs) Yes. Emoting like stuff with the house and the refi and potty training. It's, it's a lot. Well, and if it appeared disjointed, that's because it was. <laughs> right. And that's because yeah. life has been disjointed. A little bit, a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And so I think well, it was just very reflective. Our, our preparation was there. We just didn't follow our preparation. This is our <laughs> medium, our art reflecting life. Oh, if you will. I like your spin on things. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. No, that is exactly. Because I'm like, hey, can we people. not do that again? And Anna's like, why? That's life. This is how it is. <laughs> this is right. And any all of you listeners, I would venture to say, all of you guys know exactly. You're like, yes, that is my life too. It's yeah. hard to just yeah. hone in on one thing. Sure. Even though I've listened to many a podcast and they do a great job <laughs> of just staying staying focused, but. On their, They're yeah, different on their prep, yeah. usually. They usually have like a focus for their Well, episode. today, you know, we have a focus for today. So we let's, do. we're hoping to stick to it. Well, yes. And so yeah. today first, <laughs> before we get into stuff, mm. um, we are toasting still today Tokyo. Yeah. And all the athletes and Olympians. Absolutely. Because the Olympics is still happening. So I do remember that I wanted, I thought that we should share the story of how one time you and I were invited to an Olympic dinner party. Oh, my gosh can you please start the story well because when you said that i was like oh my gosh i remember remember that Mm -hmm. so there's a combination of things um that go into the story but first well for so anna and i were invited to an olympic party we were and it was the memo party it was a dinner party yes and the memo was dress up as either a favorite country Uh that would be um What's the word? See, represented, represented you know, yeah. that word represented at the Olympics or a uh, sport. 
And I was like, oh man, this was amazing. I said, we have got to come up with, we've got to dress up as sports that are least likely to ever make it into the Olympics. We took it and there we were given an assignment yeah. and we ran with it. And we were going to get an A plus on it. A plus yeah. plus. So I decided to go as... Um, I can't even a speed walker. Speed walker. I was like, why That's can't right. I do you I'm thinking mall walker. You were? Can, was you were you was you Canadian? <laughs> was you Canadian? <laughs> um, I think I don't think I don't think I drew a maple leaf on your arm. I don't remember what country you were representing, but I do remember that you were like, no, I was Icelandic. That's right. Speedwalker. I was an Icelandic speed. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what it was. Cause I was an Icelandic speedwalker. So I had the sweatbands Mm -hmm. around my head and my wrists. And I got these ridiculously short, short running shorts that I had no business wearing. It was amazing. Um, we, we do have pictures somewhere, somewhere. And then Anna, what, what, what did you end up being? I was a Belgian no, I thought it was New Zealand. I no, thought. I don't. Think, oh. I don't know. Oh. I was a snorkeler, you guys. <laughs> uh, hi, right? And we please know that Alexandra and I both know that speed walking and snorkeling are not Olympic sports. Oh, yet. yeah, and yet let's be growth mindset yeah. here. Yeah. Um, but I went as a snorkeler. That is and you right. know what I did for my outfit? This is fantastic. I went shopping, perusing through the Goodwills. To find myself a wetsuit. She sure did find a wetsuit. No joke. And I found a wetsuit for my snorkeling outfit. Yep. I, you know what? I think I still have the wetsuit in my Halloween box. I mean, we're talking wetsuit. I mean, you went all out. It was pretty impressive with flippers. Yeah. You had I your went, fins. I got the flippers and you the snorkel fins. gear and my little, mm-hmm. what, um, the, the goggles. goggles. Yeah. The goggles. Your mask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I had the whole face mask yeah. thing. And we went to the, we were like, we we're going to this dinner okay. party. Yeah. They said, don't bring food because they yeah. were doing it all. They were going to cover it. So we show up. Yeah. In our outfits. Dinner. Now, mind you, we both were like thinking as, as you guys can kind house, of anticipate that things kind of went sour for us. But right. So we're thinking, okay, we're it's supposed to be an Olympics watch party. We're mm-hmm. thinking maybe barbecue. We're yeah. going to like sit on the couch, crowd around this. No. 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 Nope. This was a formal event. At someone's house. At someone's house. They had their full dining room like the whole dining room with dressed their nice the china yeah, oh yeah mm-hmm. 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 people were dressed to the nines yeah not this is like bringing you back costume. to middle school mm-hmm. where you like or even it reminds me of legally blonde where she mm-hmm. shows up in her bunny costume yes. and everyone else is dressed normal yes we were totally we, in our bunny costumes we, were we showed up and you would not believe everyone kind of did one of those smirks uh-huh. they sure did and and we were the only ones who were single. Yeah. Um, and it was, and you want to know what we did? We stayed. We did. We stayed. And we sat at the formal dining table in our outfits. I was in, I was in, she was snorkeling in her, gear, guys. She was in, in a wetsuit. Snor- yep. With her fins. It was very hot. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh huh. And we cheersed. Mm-hmm. Both of us may have just decided to imbibe a little bit more to help with the awkwardness. Well, and we embraced it. We embraced we, our roles. And they thought we were hilarious. They which did. we embraced then we're like we're just gonna roll with this because this is um we weren't gonna be humiliated um but we were there like, was potential yeah, for there, me i yes. can say because i was like it was one of those where you walk in and go 
oh my god we totally we did not understand the memo and this was this was at a house of a teacher friend and so i think what was also comforting is that we knew and it wasn't a massive party i don't remember there were like eight ten twelve people there um but we knew that we were never going to see anybody else except for my teacher friend again that is true that is true i will say um we have not been invited back to their house for any but you stayed in touch with them for a while for a while after. after they moved and after we changed schools yeah for a little bit but um yes so there you got it mm-hmm. um because i had someone ask me about the olympics and i was like oh my gosh remember that remember and i think somewhere somewhere in a box i still have those shorts that is hilarious <laughs> yeah. i don't i think i gave away the snorkeling gear because it was a little tiny i think on the flip si- in the flippers all day, the whole time i think the the flip side of this too is also like now i mean i'm I feel like I've done a lot of personal growth since then. So mm-hmm. to own it and just be like, yeah, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't feel shamed enough to not do that again. Cause I feel like if someone invited me to an Olympics party, I'd probably do the same thing. I'd be like, Oh, what, what could I make to be like, we are going all out. How could I make this really fun? Yes. Cause it was, I mean, the group was not like the word that comes to mind is stuffy. And I won't say it was stuffy because there was good conversation, but it definitely, there were some definite awkward moments. And I was like, okay yeah Yeah. i feel like i'm pretty sure i put my hair in pigtails too i feel like (laughs) if i think did you have a visor i feel like you wore a visor too um and i feel like if we were um lower middle class Mm. they were very much on the other end of the spectrum sure and and upper upper middle Um, and that's just to give some perspective like we as you said whether it's um whether it was Oh, it's oh Bridget Jones' diary is another one where they yes, she shows where up. She shows up in a in costume, another, a yeah. bunny costume. Funny, yes, <laughs> yes. I, why didn't we go as bunnies? Yeah, right. Um, but right, like you just show up and then you're supposed to roll with it, and everyone around may snicker and whatever mm-hmm. behind our backs. But we were like, you know what? We showed up. We had like I think it was a seven course dinner. Oh my gosh, um, with yeah. food from a bunch of different countries, and it I mean, was that phenomenal. Was really cool. Yeah, that great was conversation. Cool. And I think they thought we were hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I think they were laughing at us, not with us. Mm-hmm, probably but, more so. Yeah. But at the same time, like, I think that just ends up being their own discomfort. I mean, I'm not going to psychoanalyze. But I, I think in the yeah. end, they wish that they were as cool as we were. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to venture out. To, I'm going to say that to make myself feel better. Yeah. About what happened. Anyway. So cheers to Tokyo. <laughs> cheers to the athletes and the Olympi- Olympians and any of you um, professional snorkelers out there. Yeah. It was very fun. Um, just uh, to, to note at this point, at time of recording, mm. the U.S. of A has the most medals, followed by China. Shocking. But Japan has the most golds. So there you have that. Also, okay. Which so, do you think is better? You know. I, better to be best and fewer or better to have like. Are we going for quality or quantity? Are we going for gold? I don't know. I, I suppose know. if you're the athlete, you want to have that top spot. But to get on the podium at all is a phenomenal achievement. Yeah. So I was watching some of the events the other day um, when I turned on the telly and I did have the NBC. I had the nine channel. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Did not need rabbit worked. ears okay. for it. Mm-hmm. So I was watching swimming. So there were some swimming events um, that were on that was fun to watch. A little bit of beach volleyball. Water polo was on. 
for a minute. And then there was a break for news. And then in the evening was skateboarding. Now, I remember someone saying, like, when did skateboarding become an Olympic event? Was it Ricky? Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. But I did watch it. Oh, yeah, because maybe they did say the word inaugural. Mm -hmm. So um, in watching it, there was a, I think it was women's, and it was women's street skating, and they were performing these very specific tasks. So it was like this one specific stunt that they were doing, um, whether they were going down a rail over eight stairs or 12 stairs or whatever. And I was fascinated by it um, and pretty impressed because the oldest woman represented, I think was 30 something, maybe 34. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, but all of her competitors were like 13 and 14. Like all the Japanese competitors and this one from Brazil, the top three were all teenagers. I thought there was a cap. Um, I thought you had to be 15 or 16 to be able to be eligible you know, for the Olympics. I don't know because in the swimming competition, there was a 14-year competition. Um, in one of the swimming events, there was a 14-year-old. So maybe not. And, and we can look that up too, what the rules are See, and the age limitations. Because I, I know I gymnastics, think, I mean, they always have young ones. If you start getting into the science behind it or medically, even if you're just looking at development, it's just like gymnasts, how you can alter the body of mm-hmm. Of someone who I don't know, I'm like rambling. I'm that's my inner monologue right now. Going, wait a second, a 14 year old competing in a swimming event against a 24 year old that just doesn't make sense to me. I guess it's good practice, right? If you qualify wherever you are in your regionals or world championships, because the Olympics isn't the first time usually they see their competitors, they usually go to world championships and qualifications and all that jazz. Um, but if you're good enough in your I time, guess, is what it is, then I guess my thing though is if I think about the best athletes in the world, like if I wanted, you know, they have junior Olympics. So why not have an Olympics for kids? Like I, I know this is going to sound really bad and I have a kid of my own and I'm excited for when he does sports, but honestly, like I want to see adults kick some ass and get up there and like overcome obstacles in their age and all sorts of things in order to show their athleticism. It's going to sound really bad. I'm like, I, I'm not, I, yeah, I, I don't, don't want to watch the Olympics to watch 14 year olds. I don't think it's necessarily ages. Guys don't hate me for that. Okay. I will say though, it was impressive. Like, you know, for what it is, it was impressive to think that you're 13 years old and you are completing and completing, competing in this worldwide competition happens every so many years, which this is another I thing that. that I was thinking I about. I, I do see that. Riddle me this Batman. So these were supposed to happen in 2020. Every four years is Summer yeah. Olympics, right? Yeah. But it's 2021. Yeah. So does that alter the Olympics forever and ever? Like, are we off one year or are they going to be in three years from now, the next Summer Olympics? I would say go back to what it was. You think so? I would because the Winter Olympics, same thing, right? Like, because those offset. And so I would say just go back because that would mean Winter Olympics should be next year. And then, right? And then. Right. And they do set out the calendar like years ahead. Where are the Winter Olympics supposed to be? The Winter Olympics? And I I don't know. But I can look it up. I do have a computer in front of me. And I can also look up where the next summer Olympics are. I mean, I don't want to get derailed because we do do have a, what did you call it that we have? An agenda. There you go. There's one of those. Okay. But (laughs) while I was watching the sports, they kept um, referring to this one team as the ROC. And the sportscasters, the commentators, which, by the way, side note, I loathe. Oh. I don't loathe the people. But the commentating is super annoying. Just the way they set up the words they have to say and how condescending they can be sometimes about athletes. Uh, And 
um, just expectations. And we're already talking about that's the cream of, of the crop, tippity top. And then they just, the way they tear people down and ugh, I know I was, that's their job. I wanted to mute, but then also not. Oh, you know, who's, uh, you know, I am like really on top of being able to recall things today. Who's like the token guy who does the Olympics every year or not every year, but every time. Love him. Bob Costas. There you go. I like listening to him sometimes. It is analyzing. I know it's analysis, but it I'm is analysis. Um, um, he's not there this year. Oh, <gasps> what? What? This is a travesty. No wonder the Olympics aren't working this year. I don't even understand. Yeah. Well, if he, no, I haven't. I he's ha- token. He is. He is the Olympics. Where is he? Um, it, it, uh, well, I did a quick Google search, and he's known for his long tenure with NBC Sports from 1980 through 2019. So maybe he's just not <gasps> doing a summer. Oh, there's an article from USA Today: A Summer Olympics without Bob Costas. I don't even understand. He retired. He's okay he? with a legendary your retirement. Bob. Oh, he's okay with a legendary broadcaster. Oh, so maybe yeah. Bob says he's okay. So it is different. Maybe, maybe Bob, enjoy your retirement. If but it anyone, is okay. If we're six degrees from Bob Costas, help us reach out to him and let him know. We love you. Enjoy. Enjoy your Yeah, we've enjoyed your casting of the broads casting. Um, But when I didn't have the volume down because of the commentating. Yeah. um, Can I I ask, why is it commentating and not commenting? This has always bothered me. I'm saying commentating to be like, because that's what people but say. It's commentating. People say commentating, and I'm like, why they is it also say conversating? That's I not know. a word. It's conversing. And you know, you continuate now. No, you don't. Well, no. Oh, see, I know. Just because well, you plan them, then you think it's okay. We're continuating. That, that one bothers to me too. She's the token grammarian. Yeah, I am still bothered by that. But when I had the volume up and I was listening to the commentators commenting, yes. um, they were talking about the ROC, the ROC, and then they'd slip up and say the Russians, the Russians, I mean the ROC. And so I did a little searchy search on what is this all about? So get this. And remember that we are the Russian sisters. Okay. We are really good. We are of Russian descent, but given that I just watched the show recently, Icarus on Netflix, and that has to do with the doping scandal. Oh, that's right. In the Russians. You yeah, you did. Tell me about that. And athletes Briefly. in general. Just check it out on Netflix. We won't. The, no. Yeah. No, I won't go into that now because that'll take us down a whole other rabbit trail. Except um, I just came upon it and thought it was really interesting and then talked about it. And then here we are yeah. at the Olympics with the ROC. So this is what USA Today had to say about that. It's not a country abbreviation. It stands for the Russian Olympic Committee. It's a workaround for Russian athletes to compete at the Olympics, even though Russia was banned. Athletes from Russia can compete under the ROC designation, but not Russia itself because the country is banned. They also can't show the Russian flag. So how do they get so how do they get to be a part of the ROC? Russia was banned. You're, I'll get there. Oh, sorry. Russia was banned from this year's Olympics by the Court of Arbitration for Sport. For a doping scheme. Mm -hmm. So everything that Icarus talked about in the end, in which Russia was allowed to compete in past Olympics, even though there were some, I think it was like track and field was banned. But other athletes, even though there was proof that they were doping, they got to compete. But it sounds like this year, no. So this is their workaround in order to allow athletes who were not involved in the doping scheme to still be able to compete, but they're, they have to oh, compete as neutrals. So the investigation by the World Anti-Doping Agency, WADA, which does come up in Icarus, 
found over 1,000 Russian athletes benefited or were involved in state-sponsored doping state-sponsored doping programs from 2011 to 2015. And I mean, you know what? Like, yeah. right? I would pause it that maybe longer. Anyway, athletes under the ROC designation can wear a uniform with Russia's colors, but if they win a gold medal, the Russia anthem will not be played. So then what do, because like it's English, French, isn't it English and French that are the main languages of the Olympics? So then does any anthem play? All the anthems are playing. No, my point is you are from the ROC. You win a gold medal or a silver or bronze and you're on the podium. And normally they they do your anthem, but if they don't do it, do they have something that they do in place? Oh, of it? I get your question now. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, I, you know I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't understand. Uh, All clearly. the other anthems are playing. It sounded really clear to me, but you never yeah, know. <laughs> no, I do not know the answer to that question. Oh, okay, um, maybe it's you a good should one. watch more Olympics and let maybe me know. Maybe you can, come you back can and fix your me. rabbit ears, put some foil on you them. Know, and um watching the evenings i don't know in I, that is true <laughs> um but yeah i'll look into that for you yeah. if, it, if it's not that then what I anthem like is playing else i was gonna say and it's poof gone shocking oh. but i i also heard recently and i don't i didn't read the news on this so i need your guys's help in catching me up on what is going on with simone biles okay i don't really know but the the cashier at target filled me in about it today oh that's amazing <laughs> yeah no his line was getting longer but he had to walk with me almost to the exit to let me know oh um so i'm hearing snippets of information though and i, I guess rickerford you heard something else um but she apparently injured herself on vault oh. and took herself my understanding she took herself out of the group team competition but would still um compete individually however i'm also hearing little tidbits that there it might be more of that mental game like she's not she's just not in it mentally which y'all know like as an athlete you got to have both right we talk about this with like crazy hikes or anything that you oh, yeah. come up against like when we did the incline, that mental I game was like, so, my mental yeah. game i lost my mental game way early way early and just had to my legs had to carry me the rest of the way but um, so I've heard that, that the mental game is what's difficult for her. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm going to pass the mic for a second. Please hold. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Great. What do you know about Simone? Yeah. So let me preface this by saying I love the gymnastics part of the Olympics. Yes. It's like the only one that I watch. It's the rest really of it, you know, I don't really care for sports, but that one is so much fun yeah. to watch. So I've been watching it and Simone Biles has not been doing great this mm. season, this season. That's mm -hmm. not what you, is that what you say? I don't know. Sports. Anyway, she, I mean, obviously she's really good and yes. I could not do Phenomenal. any of the things that she could do, but comparatively speaking to her career, it's not been a great time for her. So, um, this morning I woke up. And my phone gave me a little notification saying that she withdrew from like the finals or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, excuse me, uh -uh, mm -hmm. because she is the gymnastics for America. Um, well, except for Gabby Douglas. She's pretty good. You remember her? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I think she retired anyway. So I was reading through this article. And so what it, it was saying that, that she was doing her one vault, right? 
and then she i guess missed her footing or whatever and then made like a big step forward mm-hmm. and it was super awkward um and so they had this this little clip video thing that they were showing where they they showed the commentators commentators mm-hmm. yeah they are um, that's what the they commentators are commentators talking about it and it was like a big moment like they were like this is the thing that she does she's really good at this you know her vault is going to be show stopping and then it was not and they were like damn mm-hmm. is is pretty much what happened like they didn't have anything to say they were like that was kind of bad so then they show this clip that was recorded i guess from like a different camera it was weird where she she like makes a face goes back to the other people on the the team usa and she says you guys are great you've been training your whole life for this you can do this without me kind of thing and then gives everybody a hug and walks away yeah so if you haven't seen that we'll link that below it's kind of an intense little clip that is very intense yeah she um i'm very sad yeah so while you were catching me up on that i um did a quick searchy search too to Mm -hmm. to find out you know what exactly this is and it sounds like you both are right so she had an oopsie on the vault she said um that she the the mental game was really tough for her and that her head wasn't in it and that she knew something felt off um so she tried right to um push past the the pressure and she thought she was prepared for it and and then um she's like nope my gut this isn't this isn't feeling right and then she ended up um with the the big um oops on after the vault with the big leap forward um and so then she was checked out by the doctor and then decided that she wasn't going to move on with her team to the uneven bars this article does say that um she is supposed she's scheduled to defend her title in the all-around final on thursday and she also qualified for all four event finals later in the games and she said that she'll regroup on wednesday before deciding whether or not she wants to continue but that's really hard and we've talked about well maybe we haven't talked about that here but i know i certainly have had conversations with people about the mental preparedness and when you're competing when i coached i talked about that with my athletes all the time like we you've got to find a way to push past that and sometimes when you can't it's okay to sit down and say i I can't do it or or i'm just not in the space to do it yeah Yeah. oh what al said is she's on a pedestal yeah you can't uh mm. (laughs) that's what she said i just i feel really bad too because this whole like they've in between you know, like little commercial breaks, they've been doing like the, her story, here's her life thing. And she was going to retire during the quarantine, but then she thought she'd get back out there because she still has it in her. And then this entire time, like everything she's been doing, there's the commentators going, oh, that was really good. But it's Simone Biles and she can do better is kind of what it's been the entire time. That's what I'm talking about. And I feel so bad. Her scores are crazy high. I mean... Yeah, I don't know. It's like, what gives you the right, though, to to you're sitting in your box to tear somebody down. And and this person has accomplished so much, so much. Um, But she is like she's being pointed to as one of the people like Naomi Osaka, Mm -hmm. who earlier in the year was speaking out about her mental health and decided to take a seat um, for a competition or two to focus on herself and get herself into a space where she was, she was able to compete. Um, and so from a mental health standpoint, I'm like, kudos, right? Like, I rah, just, rah for I you. I just think it's so like the, for us individuals, I think everyone has their individual talent. And for these people, it's, it's 
their athleticism that brings them to the Olympics. And I will say that I call myself out because especially I don't, I don't watch, I don't get into pro football like I used to, but I used to be crazy into it. And I'd be like, you have one job, you know, mm-hmm. that one kick. I'm like, for the kicker, one mm-hmm. job. <laughs> what is this? But athletes, especially at this level are not allowed to have a bad day. Right. And it sounds like when you're put on that pedestal, if you do not hit perfection, people will find any way to just start tearing you down. And that is what's sad about it. And I think it is amazing if they can overcome that, still sit at that long dining table in their Olympics outfits <laughs> in the awkwardness mm-hmm. and say, yeah, and I'm not going to put myself through this because it's not worth it. Like the medal at the end of the day and the the um, criticism and all of the fallout of that is not does not compete with their mental health and their overall overall health and wellness so i agree to be continued well yeah i mean i that's why we toast them because you're out there doing something that i can't and don't have the talent for and i will cheer you on all the way all of you every single one of you just for getting out there and competing that's hard enough i was actually just um just showing up right i was i just saw some Um, one of my Facebook friends posted, um, that there was a competition, some sort of sporting event that he signed himself up for and, um, was really nervous about it. And so he actually like right before the event sat in his car and was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. Um, it's right. Just too nervous. And so we tell ourselves stories and we work ourselves up Mm -hmm. and then whatever, whatever motivated him, he got out of the car and he went and competed and he actually did really well and was scoring, um, or placing, um, in his event for his age group and his comment was I you know I'm I was so nervous and I almost talked myself out of it but I'm really glad that I didn't because once I got there um right it was hard work but I'm really glad that I at least showed up and that's half Uh, the battle and I think I think really grounding oneself in why are you doing this like are you doing it for the clout are you doing it for other people are you are you doing it for yourself I think that yeah and oh there's gosh. a lot of embarrassment. I mean, I I used to go through that with when I would do races where I'd, I'd get, I'd be like, oh, I don't know if I should do this. Like, there's no way. Or if I walk, if, if I walk, that somehow means something. And it doesn't. No. And at the end of the day, it's, did you show up and did you, you finish? You showed did up you and through? you did it for you. Yeah. And that's something I, I talk about with my 5K group when we walk around the lakes or do our 5Ks is uh, it's really easy to get into that comparing mode. Yeah. But in the end, I know that I'm just doing it for myself and my health and my mental health. And if I can at least meet what I did last time, and I'm not necessarily interested in besting myself, but even just doing it, finding through, well, right now, as I said last week, I've got some (laughs) heel and ankle and calf stuff going on. So can I just fight through that to accomplish this and be out there with a group of friends? I get way too caught up in the comparing. (laughs) It's hard. It's hard. It is really hard, especially trying to just do something that's good for you and not worry about what everyone else is doing. I know. And yeah. I know we've talked about that before, like the comparing mode or comparison. Yeah. Um, and it's something right. Like when we go down that path, we have to figure out how to snap ourselves out of it. That's right. Um, yeah. And not compare because that's... I am me. I'm the only me. I am me. I like that. Mm-hmm. Can we um, put that down for some merch? Oh, <laughs> I, 
<laughs> just want a shirt this is i am me i am me yeah yeah um so i'm gonna switch gears for a sec okay yeah let's uh let's help our listeners really get a full picture of our trip okay because um, we kind of left some things we kind of we kind of were like yeah we had such a good trip and it was amazing but let's start about this downer and crazy thing that we saw yeah i'm so glad that you said that because i totally wanted to touch base about the bomb drop that we did like we were like here was our trip and then oh my gosh let's talk about how it started and this fact that it started with like such a shocking event and then we're like okay guys it's time for the joke of the day <laughs> and then when I was listening back to the podcast like yeah. I, we were it's not that we were chuckling because we definitely weren't laughing no. but I think as we were recalling the memory of what happened and the absurdity and the shock of it all it's you guys it was just like oh my gosh and so first and foremost i definitely a brilliant editing moment for me yes i'll have to, to brilliant take some credit for that one <laughs> <laughs> and also now it's time for joking yeah we were totally like hey we're just getting into the crux of our show but hey it's the end now we yeah, out of now time. we gotta go okay rickerford you fix it and go <laughs> so I think, you know, first and foremost, it, and I know we gave um, a heads up to say like yes. the sensitivity alert. Yeah. Um, and also we could have done a better job in wrapping that up for you. And so I just wanted to apologize. Again, that is what was going on for us in the present. It, in our, just it, kidding. Right. Just that kidding. is like it was it was our life. And so we were just yeah. um, relaying well, to kind, I mean, our life experience is kind of metaphorical for how we felt, because here we are all over the place. You're traveling. You're trying to get everything together get to the right place trying to organize all these people to get to one spot and this happens and that's kind of what our podcast was like <laughs> we're just trying that to bring so in all of this stuff true. and then and then what happened like then, as soon as that like really crazy yeah. out of this world shocking traumatic thing happened we had to go on to the next thing and so yeah. we couldn't we had to yeah. compartmentalize and be waffle brains for once and we had, were like that goes in that waffle square and yeah. we will talk about it maybe later or process it later but not right now and so we definitely had yeah. to move on yeah and buddy was in the car so we definitely right we we just couldn't break yeah. down we we just sat in silence right and i'm doing that laughing thing again but it's nervous laughter i think like uncomfortable yeah these uncomfortable noises are coming out of me right now <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't know what else, but other noises are going to So I just wanted to so say sorry, that guys. as we're like touching base about our trip. Right. Um, it, and you know what? I think I said this last time, but it made me think like about the difference between a trip and a vacation. Mm. And, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, what are you planning for vacation? Oh, you're doing this for vacation. And I would probably classify this one more as a trip because we had a purpose and um, there were some relaxing moments, but like there was a reason that we were heading out there and it wasn't necessarily for relaxation. Yeah, the I considered it both. They, well, yes, like I said, there were points for me, for me personally. Well, yeah, both. the first half was more of a trip. The second half was more of a vacation. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. She is really there, excited about that. I, yes, because I was like, I definitely had time to chill. There were some moments there, like lazing in the pool where I had just some moments to myself and I was soaking in the sun and I was like, I can breathe. Mm. Um, well, and I will. So as I, for anyone who didn't listen to the last episode, part of our trip up to the Northwest was to do uh, a specific memorial for Sean. And so what's interesting for me is to hear how the individuals who, who went their perspective or how it's very some of it is very different than than what I went through, but yeah, the anticipation, the emotion, there was a lot of that. And don't get me wrong, this was 
the most closure that I've gotten um, since he died. And so I'm very grateful for this trip. But there is a lot of that. There was a lot of anxious energy around the anticipation of it. Um, but I think today we were going to try and talk about more fun, crazy things. Yeah. That happened. What's your favorite thing? Like, well, what are well, some of you your know, most I'll memorable moments? I'll be totally moments. honest. Um, you, we had discussed making sure we we come back to this topic. And, and I actually told Rickerford, I was like, I don't recall what Anna wants to talk about. So I'm going to let you kind of take it. For real? Yeah. Because I was like, I don't, I don't remember. How about... The fact, I think you mentioned it, but the fact that you stood in line for donuts. I did. Like a very long line for donut holes because that's your favorite place to go. Meanwhile, our parents stood in line at the Pirishki place. You did mention that. And bought it out. Yes, that is true. So, yeah, we were like, oh, we'll put in a lunch order. And then our father comes back and meets us with three bags. Four giant yellow bags. Mind you, there's still a line of people behind him. And he's like, I'll have 18 meats, (laughs) Pitishki, and throw in some potato ones. And we all ate them. And then the dessert ones, they lasted for a couple days. They were all eaten. They were delicious. So if you go to Seattle or if you're from Seattle and you go to around Pike Place, there's a Pitishki place and it's pretty tasty yeah um we did some whale watching while we were there that was we really did cool do some whale watching we um, went we on saw, our dad's birthday we did we saw a family of orcas that was really we cool did. we wa- sat and watched them for like an hour was so friggin' hot the boat was oh inside oh my goodness yeah. it was like crazy windy and sunny outside yeah. super hot inside now i mean obviously now having done that i would have planned a little differently with having a toddler but i think everyone overall did really well so we got yeah. to see the family of orcas and then is it a gray whale a gray whale that was really cool too that was we have some good pictures and videos from all that yeah and it was just fun to see like the kids reactions and mm-hmm. the, you know just their experience being on a boat and all of us being together and like i said we went for our dad's birthday well it was something we wanted to do and we did it on his birthday yeah. and so that was just fun for all of us to be together and hang out and do that and see some mm-hmm. cool nature yeah yeah we went to the aquarium. We did go to the they aquarium. They have a really nice giant octopus. Yeah, who was hiding. Buddy like saying octopus. Uh-huh. And the seahorses were really cool they there were. too. They all came, right? I think mm-hmm. we talked about spirit on the trip at some point. I, I took a note of this. On the trip at some point, we were talking about spirit animals. And um, one of the people with us was saying how, like, you'll just know. You'll have a connection or you'll know. And what's so interesting um, is that I have a very small tattoo of a seahorse um, on my wrist. And I've always just been like, they're cool. I don't know. I've like really liked them. They're really cool. Um, I enjoy having, like, I just like watching. I could watch them for they're hours. They're so cool. And so we're, we're looking at this tank and there are all these seahorses and literally like five of them just come up yeah. and over. And I was she like, was like a magnet for oh. them. It was maybe, very cool. We got some cool pictures. This is, okay. Hey, guys. And then I Buddy saw Mimo. There was lots of Mimos. Mimo. So he saw Mimo and that yeah. was fun. Yeah. He was, a, like we mentioned last time, he was pretty remarkable throughout the whole trip and just hearing his vocabulary and... Are you like, talking about Buddy? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, there were plenty of he's. So I was like, oh. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> your, your father was so remarkable and singing the ABCs all by himself. Vocab. We were cheering him on. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, speaking of dad, though, do you remember when he um, got out of the car at a gas station and tried to pump oh his own God. gas in Oregon? <laughs> yeah, right? don't do that. There's Oregon still and New Jersey, New Jersey, guys. Like, we totally forgot. Right? It's yeah. so 
habitual. I'm like, dad, take my credit card. Okay, okay. It's yeah, like, he's take the credit the card. card. He gets uh-huh. back in. I'm like, what's the problem? He's like, it's Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're like, oh, yeah. You tried to pump your own gas, didn't you? And we're all chuckling. And of course, <laughs> they come <laughs> running. Sir, sir, get back in your car. Like, yes. Like, it's some Get crime. back in your car. Do not pump your own gas. Okay. Okay. Hey, you know what we also learned in Oregon? Oh, there is something I remember. There are a couple of shortages yes. regarding food, guys. Oh are you ready for this? Well, before we get to that, Anna mm-hmm. and I experienced our own shortage. Oh. <laughs> so we, we like, um, we like these little fizz sticks, basically. <gasps> and so yeah, we live on these things. And they really help. So I used to be a crazy coffee drinker. Yeah, and, I was a soda drinker. And Anna was a big soda drinker. And now we just add some fizz to our, our water or tea. And I don't drink coffee. It's not that I'm against coffee because part of the story includes coffee. Involves coffee, um, yeah. But that's usually what we do. You get like some vitamin B. It's your pick-me-up, a good replacement, really low sugar, blah, 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 blah. And Ann and I get through the trip and we're like maybe a third in and realize that although we feel that we brought enough fizz to last us, we didn't. No. It was. And it's not something you can just go to a store and get. It's a special order kind of thing. And we were both like, what are we going to do? Oh my God. How are we going to (laughs) survive? We we really were. We were like, I don't. So we, we then had to. We started rationing. Rationing. And I was like, well, don't worry. Like. Anna strictly does not drink coffee at all. She doesn't like the taste. And I'm like, that's like okay. Tea. I'll totally do the sugar, which is funny because I'm like, fizz is low sugar, but let me go get my peppermint mocha from Schmarfschmucks. And so I was like, hey, if we a couple times can go and I'll get a peppermint mocha, we're good. And so sure enough, we get into um, Portland and we go to the first one. I'm like, hey, I'll just grab one. Uh, I'm so sorry. There is a shortage on peppermint syrup. Peppermint and I'm peppermint like, shortage. Come again? And she's like, it's throughout the whole area. And honestly, we're not sure that it's actually going to come back in potentially August, but probably most likely not till winter. Portland was out of peppermint. You can't see my face right now, but I was literally like, is that okay? So I, we were like, wait, she so, must be joking, right? Because we went to the Starbucks in the grocery store at first. Yeah. And then there was a, another like a standalone um starbucks with a uh, drive-through um not actually really across the parking lot from where we were yeah so we're like maybe it's just that starbucks she cannot be serious like maybe yeah. it's just like this random thing like no. you're out of peppermint 100 kind of joke is that so yeah they were out of peppermint syrup so yeah. anna and i really i was like uh we're gonna have to ration a little bit better than, <laughs> than we have been oh, on our fizz yeah i really thought i yeah. brought enough so yeah so then we were staying uh not staying with some friends we were visiting some friends and so they were gonna barbecue some chicken for us chicken and it turns out portland had a chicken chicken breast well chicken breast chicken breast shortage Shortage. that's hard to say chicken Chicken breast breast shortage shortage. yeah Mm -hmm. all i got is thighs (laughs) (laughs) it was and i'm usually i'm not a dark meat person Neither am I. Oh, that sounds so bad. We're talking about chicken. Yeah, we are. And so I usually, yeah, I'm a white white meat. I mean, it wasn't. It was a really good meal, actually. Um, The chicken that was prepared for us was actually really delicious. Susie and Bill, it was delicious. (laughs) But I think we were just like, come again. There's a chicken shortage. I get gas. Right, gas prices in Colorado have been pretty high, or other other shortages like toilet paper that happened for a while all over, but. 
chicken and peppermint syrup, which I will say, well, actually, let me think about this. Yeah, no, you got me a mocha the other day here in go to Colorado and they had peppermint syrup. So yeah, I don't know. They did. There's no shortage know. of peppermint in Colorado. Yeah. What else you got on Nor that list chicken. to remind me of? Um, well, we did mention it last time when I was talking about my um, swollen hyoid. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and I'm yes, and pointing Cheetos. to my neck right now and the Cheetos. But yes, well, we learned take that... Take a chopped salad. And yeah. I mean, they, they did their own chopped salad. But what I'm saying is take a chopped salad and throw some Cheetos on there. I didn't get... I did get some chopped salad today, but I did not get some Cheetos. Delicious. And we were told it was like a, you know, a quarantine experiment. And it, it was a quarantine experiment gone amazing. Yeah. It was very it's actually fruitful. pretty tasty. Yeah. And it, if you I get the crunchy Cheetos it, and not the puffs, yeah, then you like, won't have a hyoid issue. <laughs> and it's a texture thing. Here yeah. you are talking about I'm, swallowing. I'm like, it's a texture thing, people. <laughs> you got the crunch. The <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. And I think um, um, one of my other memorable moments from this trip mm. was also um, we took Buddy to the zoo. We did. He got to ride his first carousel. <gasps> he he had so much fun on it. In fact, he didn't want to get off. He was yeah. very upset that he had to get off. But he, I mean, he's totally going to be a roller coaster baby. Uh, definitely. It's so much fun. Yeah. And that might somewhat be due to the fact that his father was throwing him up in the air at like <laughs> two weeks old. <laughs> much to the like, chagrin of his mom yeah scaring no, I mean, the poo out of all of us but well it no he he would fun. do it a lot and then there was one point that he scared himself and he was like i can't do that again <laughs> not gonna do that anymore <laughs> but yeah and i think buddy was three months just saying. yeah but buddy is did i exaggerate on age a little bit a little bit hmm. yeah i don't <laughs> need child bit. protective services showing up <laughs> no, on my doorstep no. like i'm a good mom that was two years ago um but yeah he really yeah. likes like adventure and being oh that started around. early on i think i've mm -hmm. told this story but real fast like we took him at three months old he took him water safety has always been a big thing for me and we took him to a local rec center and they had this small um little water slide thing so they had a big water slide and then the small one and so sean took buddy on the small one and there was a mat at the bottom and we both thought that the mat at the bottom of the slide <laughs> was to stick your feet right because mm -hmm. you're in the water uh no no it wasn't and so sean comes flying down this slide he's got buddy in his arms he's holding him out and Whee! sean's feet slip on the mat and his face both of us were like oh oh boy oh gosh what is happening and he i mean it was very fluid but he just kind of launches buddy at me and then uh i catch him and he just yeah and he just smiled took it all in while sean and i kind of were like we might have the squirts. We might have to... The squirts? Yeah. You know, we were a little... <laughs> Clench we, a little. <laughs> we needed a diaper change because it was... Yeah, it scared us a little bit more. So so the other fun buddy story I think that came up was... So he had his second birthday while we were gone. He did. And he we had some chocolate cake for him. Oh, my gosh. That's what he had gosh. for his first birthday. And he ate some of it, mm -hmm. but he didn't like smash his face or anything. It wasn't crazy a, about cake. No. He was like, all right, whatever. And I thought, okay, cool. Like, I, you know, I think every mom hopes that their kid does not like sugar. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so then another night, our friends um, decided to get some carrot cake. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Have we found what this kid loves? He yes. annihilated. Annihilated is a perfect cake. word for that. He mm -hmm. just took it. It was like 
a little bit, you know, and you tested a little bit. So he like put his finger in the frosting. Okay. Grabbed a little bit. And then next thing you know, just he put his two hands <laughs> face into it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, good to know. He likes carrot cake. Okay. Yeah. We can do this. You know, that scene in um, a Christmas story where the yes. little kids eating mashed potatoes oh and he's God. like, piggy, piggy. <laughs> yeah. While he's eating that the mashed potatoes. Happened. This is exactly what happened. He just totally leaned forward onto yeah. his plate and went yeah. after the cake. It was hilarious and yeah. also enlightening it was it was because then we gave him carrot cake every other night we were there <laughs> yeah, <no laughs> it was delicious as long as there was carrot cake he was getting it was some. very comical it was pretty funny and super cute yeah yeah i think um just to wrap up the trips um i think that that's like summarizes my most memorable moments we played skull king mm-hmm. had a lot of great like bonding time and getting to know you time with all the people that were there um, some great downtime. And then I think I mentioned this, that we flew back. Pretty yeah. uneventful. Flight back. Yeah. Well, nobody got to go in the cockpit <gasps> of the he flight. He did get to go in the cockpit. Cool, the yeah. Yeah. We ended up sitting next to the pilot. Um, and so, yeah, that was really cool to get Very, that. And like my, he sat in the he seat. literally sat in the seat. It wasn't he just walk into the cockpit. He wanted. I was like, oh, yeah. I don't think we should. I'm like expecting seats to be ejected, ejected mm. from the plane. <laughs> And they're like, no, no, he's fine. The planes were not, it's not on. <laughs> yeah. The pilots were really cool about it. Yeah. They were really nice. Um, but then, yeah. And then I turned around and went to Vegas the next yeah. day for the ASCA conference, the American right. School Counseling Association conference. And that was phenomenal. Um, met up with a bunch of amazing people from Colorado and sat in some really good sessions and it was really hot, like 118 degrees. That's ridiculous. No, thank you. Super, right? Like we're in the desert. It gets to, ni- I think, like 90 here. And I'm like, Woo, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it, I people- feel like when it's that hot, you're just breathing hot air. You're yes, just like you are, inhaling hot air. It's you not can't pleasant. even feel refreshed. And, yeah. it, and then people are like, oh, did your hotel have a pool? And did you go there? I was like, yes, it had a pool. <laughs> I did go there. I tried to lay out, but uh, I was so uncomfortable. And so then I just sat in like in the pool and watched yeah. people play just to try and get refreshed. It was so hot. But it was a great a great trip. Went with some great friends. Um, I did learn how to play craps. Oh, you did. I remember I that. learned how I one one time I learned how to win at craps. And then I also learned how to lose at craps. Mm. And so I played mostly on the electronic bubble craps machine. Mm. And but we did go off strip and play. You don't know what it means? Yeah, but I'll take your word for it. Oh, it's like this table. Oh, you know what? Remember Trouble or Sorry when they had the pop thing in the middle with the dice? Yeah. That's pretty much it's just a giant machine that's like that. And eight people sit around and have their own craps like electronic craps thing to bet on in front of you and then oh. one person rolls the Do dice you really need to have the table though or is that more just for show no no it wasn't like the big no it was an electronic like mini table computer in front oh. of you it wasn't a massive table because i've seen before and i don't know what i don't know if it was like blackjack or something where they actually put the table as if you were actually sitting at a blackjack table except it's electronic so you're sitting so i'm like oh. yeah, what's no, that's the point why not okay yeah, just no, make I didn't it look do like that. a slot machine, like everything else. Yeah, this is pretty much like your own yeah. slot machine, but All you're right, playing yeah. off of everybody at the table is playing off of whoever's turn it is to to 
roll the dice. Oh, I see. Okay, so that makes sense. That would make sense. And why you would have a table where every... Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. It was all right, fun. All right. It was fun. And we did go off strip to play at an actual table. So it was yeah. my first time playing at an actual table. Yeah, you did let me know there's some interesting things that happened. Well, I rolled the dice off the table a couple of times. <laughs> and I was really nervous. I'm like, oh my God, do I have After to give it... After the years and years of Yahtzee, you couldn't keep the no, dice kidding. on the table. No, because the rules about it are very specific. You can only roll with one die and you have to have your hand down here. It can't come up above the table. Like, it's very specific. I could see um, you trying to keep all of that in ma- mind just so that yeah. you're not disqualified on your roll. And you're trying to hit the end of the table, too, right? You don't want to just... you have to hit the end of the table? It's, it's like a thing you're supposed to do. Oh. But you're not disqualified or lose your hand. No, you no, no. And I also it was like I mean, so nervous. Every movie that has gambling, I mean, it's yeah. always to perfection, which now makes me wonder how often, how many takes do they have to do because the dice go off the uh-huh. table? Oh, this is interesting. So fascinating. Yeah. What's that one? Yeah, I can't think of it. I'm trying to think of Casino? a movie. Casino? No. <laughs> <laughs> Casino Royale? No. <laughs> rounders that's what it is Rounders, um, but i think that that's all poker it's not oceans 11 12 and 13 <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right i think it's time for our sdw joke of the day it what is oh yes and i have one um amazingly oh that's interesting amazingly awesome mm. joke picked out for you today all right let's hear it being that i'm a dad joke pro yeah i know the mugs and the in the cupboard today and didn't it's not you're not sporting it today no uh no sadly mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you yeah. know i was like last time I'm like i'm gonna use this mug every time it was on sale she bought it for me and then i forgot today me uh, too. hey stw joke of the day why what not why what did a shark eat with its peanut butter sandwich i have no idea you know it you know it no a jellyfish oh my god <laughs> oh boy chuckle chuckle chuckle, chuckle you're welcome chuckle. guys hope that brought a smile on yeah. to your face today. what i want to know you know when we talk about the statistics for this podcast i think the statistics that i would love and i feel like maybe we could do a poll sometime if we get our stuff together and actually start doing polls would be how many people take our stw joke and then go somewhere and tell it to Repeat someone it? else Oh, like, I hope all of you do. Go to work and are like, I let me repeat it so you joke. can take this one and run with it. What did a shark eat with its peanut butter sandwich? I don't know. A jellyfish. Oh. Oh, oh, oh. Hmm. Uh, the affirmator today is options. As I open to the abundant possibilities of my life's path, I'm reminded that I always have unlimited options. Life is a buffet. I don't like buffets, just by the way, but I do believe life is a buffet. And I allow myself to choose whatever makes me happy, happiest without limiting thoughts like, you can't put mac and cheese on your baked potato. Who says? Uh, you, well, those are your limiting yeah. thoughts. So you definitely should take your mac and cheese and put it on your baked potato. That might be starchy and delicious. It could be. Add some bacon. <gasps> or not. Oh, yum. I know. No, I do have some friends who do not, um, who may listen to this, who um, do don't, not Don't like bacon. bacon so. We love you anyway. Mm. We love all of you well, and we we're you so anyway. grateful that you tuned in today. Thank yes. you for listening to us and hanging with us for another episode. Yeah, you guys have a great week. We wish you well, wish you all the best, yeah, and we will talk us, to you soon. Yeah, leave us a five-star review, share us oh, with yeah, others, do that too. and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.
What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at letstakethisoutside.ca. Do, did, will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, undercurrent podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network.